Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee welcoming you to the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past with the world's most famous personalities. Those memorable moments when everyone listened to enjoy the make-believe world of radio. On this program, we are featuring the Green Hornet. The official adventures of the Green Hornet. publisher of the Daily Sentinel matches wits with the underworld in his disguise as the Green Hornet. Battling against clever criminals who operate within the law. Racketeers who cannot be reached through police or legal methods. Britt Reed has devoted his life to hunting down these public enemies. Bringing them to justice with the sting of the Green Hornet. His secret identity is known only by a chosen few. His loyal secretary, Lenore Case, known as Casey, District Attorney Scanlon, and Reed's faithful valet, Cato. Late one evening, Britt Reed is in his home, seated in front of a glowing fireplace, reading, when suddenly the hornet signal sounds. Reed gets up and touches a set of books. He then watches the entire fireplace rising toward the ceiling as a hidden elevator underneath ascends quickly to the spot where the fireplace was a moment ago. Then, out of the secret elevator steps the district attorney. Scanlon, this is a surprise. Brett, I'm glad you're here. What's up, Frank? Something too private to discuss on the phone and too urgent. There's been another of those jewel burglaries, the third one this month. Yes, I know. The Sentinel had the story tonight. The Harrison estate, wasn't it? Yes. Almost $200,000 worth of jewelry gone. Well, Harrison's always been pretty eccentric. Keeping jewelry on display the way he does, instead of locking it up in a safe, is inviting a robbery. Of course, but Harrison's got that place guarded like Fort Knox. A 12-foot fence, watchman, everything. And no sign of forced entry, either. And you think it wasn't an inside job? I've just come from there. Every one of his employees has been investigated thoroughly. They've all been questioned to wear blue in the face and not a shred of evidence that could point to any of them. Not a single clue, except that half-open window. An opened window? I didn't see anything about that in the story. I've kept that out of the papers until I could talk to you. This is the strange part. It's a tiny upstairs window which opens only about ten inches. Well, even a child would have had a tough time getting in there. Now look, I'm telling you this, but I want your word as publisher that you're not going to let this news out. We've had this same curious thing in all three burglaries. Always some small opening, a ventilating shaft, a cellar window, and hardly big enough for a baby. And only jewels have been taken. Never anything else? That's right. Exactly the same. All three of them. That is strange. I wonder. A child. A midget. A kid's gang. Oh, no. I've thought of that too, Britt. But how would kids get past those guards and alarms? 
Frank, I want you to send all the police reports, even the confidential ones, over to my office tomorrow. And if the Daily Sentinel can't do anything about this, maybe the Green Hornet can. The next day at his newspaper office, Britt Reed studies the police reports in the hope of finding a possible clue that may have been overlooked. Reed asks Mike Axford, his managing editor, to check the criminal file for possible similarities in previous robberies. But there are no leads. At the end of the day, Reed is still as puzzled as when he began. Meanwhile, on the other side of town, the Municipal Opera House is a scene of busy activity. A gala performance is due to begin shortly. As the audience arrives, the crowd gathering under the lighted canopy begins to grow. A row of chauffeured limousines moves past the entrance, bringing the wealthy patrons of society. The crowd at the curb presses in for a closer look at the gowned women and their escorts in full dress as they alight from their cars. A dazzling display of finery is highlighted by glistening jewelry worn by the women, sparkling in the lights of the marquee. As one very elegant woman pauses at the entrance, waiting for her escort, there is a sudden flurry in the crowd. A low, dark animal form running along the sidewalk suddenly breaks through the crowd. A lean black dog bursts into the pool of light, heading straight for the elegantly dressed woman. As the onlookers watch, horrified, the dog hurtles through the air, leaping up at the woman. As the dog strikes, the woman tumbles to the ground. Before the startled police can reach her, the dog darts back through the crowd and disappears into the night. The crowd surges in as the woman is helped to her feet. Let me through, let me through. Now, what's happened here, Mama? Are you all right? Oh, officer, that dog, it attacked me. Are you injured? Oh, I don't think so. But that dog, it went for my jewelry. He ripped my diamond brooch off. It's it's gone. No, Mom, calm yourself. It probably dropped when you fell down. No, I saw him. I felt him rip it off. I tell you, that vicious creature has stolen my diamond. Now, where did it go? Officer, do something. You must find that dog. Yes, Mike, I've got it. Mrs. Fawnside swears that the dog deliberately went for the jewelry, right? Okay, get back as fast as you can. Miss Casey, how are you doing on that list of dog trainers? I'll have it for you in a few minutes. The DA is calling you on line four. Right. Hello, Scanlon. Britt, I just heard about the dog attack. It's incredible. Yes, a dog stealing jewelry. This must be the answer to those other robberies. You mean, you think a dog is trained to do this? It's possible. From the witnesses' descriptions of the robbery, it was probably a German shepherd. And you know that shepherds can be trained for all sorts of work. Have you any leads on the dog at all? Oh, sure, sure. There's only about a thousand German shepherds in the city. And if we find one running around with a diamond brooch in his mouth, I'll be sure and have him arrested. No, I mean breeders, dog kennels, and trainers. That's what we're working on. Ah, that's a good idea. But it's going to take a lot of time covering all those places. Perhaps. But I think I've got a shortcut. Oh, just a second. Yes? Here it is. It's better than we thought. Okay. Scanlon, let me call you back later. Now, Brett, if you're holding something out on me just to make headlines for the paper, so help me... No, no, Frank. Would I do a thing like that to you? I'll call you the minute I've got something definite. Goodbye. All right, Miss Case, let's hear it. Well, we did what you suggested. Went over the list of dog trainers and breeders who handle German shepherds with your friend at the kennel club. 
and they picked out three names of people they've had complaints about. Of the three, one's out of business, and one's been in the hospital for a month. That leaves only one possibility. Good work. Who is it? This one. Hans Kruger of Valley Road Kennels. Your friend at the Kennel Club says he's a brilliant trainer, but he got into trouble a few years ago with phony pedigree papers, and they've heard nothing from him since then. Hmm. This case, how would you like to buy a dog? You mean go out there tonight? Not tonight. Tomorrow afternoon. Now get me Harry Johnson on the phone. The diamond dealer? Right. I'm getting you a little present. A diamond bracelet. Mr. Reed, what are you talking about? <laughs> Don't get nervous. You're just going to borrow that bracelet for a few hours, but it has to be the genuine article. Well, don't stand there staring at me. I thought you liked diamonds. Now, get going. Next day in Britt Reed's office, Casey is getting a last-minute briefing on Britt's plan of action. Okay, now let's go over it once more to be sure. You've got an appointment with Kruger in two hours, right? Yes. I'm supposed to be a Mrs. Daniel Wilson, and because my husband is away a great deal, I want to buy a very good trained dog, probably a shepherd, to use as a guard dog. Right. Now, if he is our man, he probably won't show you any of these specially trained dogs. So you've got to try and talk him into it. Offer to double the price. Let him know money's no object. Now, you have the bracelet in your purse? Yes. And when I get near any of the trained dogs, especially a shepherd, you want me to let the dog get a good look at the diamonds and see his reaction. Right. But try not to let Kruger know what you're doing. If my guess is correct, he somehow managed to train one of his dogs for a strong sensitivity to jewelry, especially diamonds, and to retrieve them for him. But I still don't understand one thing. Couldn't Scanlon or the police confront Kruger's dogs with jewelry like we're doing? Don't forget, to all appearances, he's probably running a very legitimate kennel. They'd need a search warrant to examine all the dogs. And with any warning like that, he might be able to hide the animal or do away with them. Now, I'm hoping to catch Kruger off guard. You've got to keep your eyes open. Try and see all the dogs. But don't take the bracelet out until you're near a German shepherd, one with a dark coat, and above all... Try not to let Kruger see what you're doing. Now, if you do get a reaction from the dog, draw Kruger's attention away to another dog. Leave a deposit or something. Get out of there as fast as possible and call me. I'll be waiting for your call. Have you got it? Yes, Mr. Reed. Okay, then get going. And remember, Miss Case, the man may be dangerous. And if he seems at all suspicious, make some excuse and get out of there fast. I don't want you taking any chances. Good luck. <laughs> Within the hour, Casey arrives in a taxi at the Valley Road Kennels. Introducing herself as Mrs. Wilson, she meets Hans Kruger, a short, bearded man in a corduroy suit. Kruger shows her through the kennels, but Casey rejects all the dogs she sees. Finally... But, Mrs. Wilson, I have shown you every dog that would be suitable. This last one here, this young Doberman, he's extremely bright. And in a few weeks, I can train him to respond to voice or visual commands... Perfectly. Mr. Kruger, you simply do not understand what I've been saying. I don't want a dog in a few weeks. I want one now. I want some protection in my house. I came here because you were recommended as one of the best trainers in this region. Now, surely you must have a fully trained dog, perhaps even one of your own. Ah, my dear lady, I would like to help you, but I've shown you every dog I have. No, you haven't. I hear some other dogs in there behind that door marked private. I haven't seen any of those. No, no, those are not for sale in there. You understand? They do not belong to me. I am boarding them for customers. But they are trained. Yes, but you see... I should like to see them anyway. If I make the price attractive enough, I'm sure you might persuade one of your customers to part with one. 
Ah, that is generous, but... Uh... Ah, the telephone. I'm alone here today, you must excuse me. Please, Mrs. Wilson, wait right there. I will be only a moment, and we may yet reach some agreement. I must get inside that door for a look. How am I going to... Wait a minute. It's unlocked. Oh, I know Britt would never approve, but I must take a chance. Oh, it's all dark. Where are the lights? There, that's better. Shh, easy. Easy, boy. Attaboy, good dog. But you're not a shepherd. Let's see. Oh, there. A black German shepherd. Now the bracelet. Good dog. Here, boy. See what I have. Oh, the bracelet! Shh, Stop it! Oh! What are you doing in here? Oh, I just... Rex, Prince, Ruig! Now, what is the meaning of this? I'm a busy woman, Mr. Kruger. I haven't got time to waste. I took the liberty of coming in because I wanted to see your train dogs. So, you have seen them. Now, you will please... Prince, come and see here. What have you got? Diamond bracelet, huh? Yes, that's mine. I was reaching out to pet him, and it fell into his cage. Give it to me, please. One moment. You did not wear such a bracelet when we talked before. No, it was in my handbag. I just put it on. So, I find you in this room with diamonds that you have not been wearing, and the dog has your bracelet. Yes, now give it to me, Mr. Kruger. I'm sorry if I offended you by coming in here, but I'm you leaving. You are a very curious woman, Mrs. Wilson. And I am curious also. Oh, give me that bag. How dare Don't you... Don't worry, you can have it back after I have a look. So, Lenore Case Daily Sentinel, a reporter. No, I... You fool. You come snooping here to find a dog and you have found him, yeah? You think you will be able to tell anyone what you have found out here? I don't know what you mean. You are lying, stupid woman. You will stay here while I decide what to do with you. No, let go of me. Now you will see just how well trained my dogs are. One of them will guard you with his teeth six inches from your throat. <laughs> oh, yes. You will stay here very quietly without moving even one inch if you value your life. Unaware of the desperate situation that Casey is in, Britt Reed has been pacing his office at the center, impatiently glancing at the clock as the afternoon fades into evening. With a sudden decision, he picks up his private phone and dials. Hello? Hello, Cato. Yes, boss? Casey's run into some kind of trouble out of that kennel. You think this man, Kruger, has done something with Miss Casey? I don't know, Cato. It's all my fault. I should never let her go out there alone. Now listen, have Black Beauty ready to go in ten minutes. There's something very wrong out there. And it's time the Green Hornet paid Kruger a visit. Minutes later, as darkness closes over the city, in the garage beneath Britt Reed's house, Cato, wearing his dark uniform and mask, presses a button in the wall. Reed's convertible and the floor beneath it begins to revolve. Swinging around in its place comes the sleek... Black Beauty. 
entering from another door. Moving swiftly to the black car comes Britt Reed, dressed in his guise as the Green Hornet. Everything ready, Cato? The Hornet sting? Yes, here it is. And the gas gun. Good. Let's go. As Black Beauty roars into life, Cato presses a button on the dashboard. A wall slides open, exposing the secret garage entrance. As the car moves out through the passageway, it heads straight for the back of a huge billboard. Cato presses another button, and the billboard swings open as Black Beauty passes through, roaring off onto the highway. Minutes later, as Black Beauty approaches the dark stretch of Valley Road... We're almost there, Cato. Switch to silent engine and use the infra-green lights... Great, boss. With its regular headlights out and the engine silenced, Black Beauty continues to move up the road like a dark ghost. As the invisible infra-green headlights pick up the sign marking Valley Road Kennels, Cato slows the car to a stop. Silently, the Green Hornet and Cato emerge from the car, moving quietly toward the kennels. All right, Cato. There's the house. The kennels are out and back. Uh, How do you want to go in? I'll go around the back. The dogs are certain to start making a commotion, and that ought to draw Kruger out there. Now, when you hear them, you try getting in the house through that open window there, but be careful. What about you and the dogs? If Kruger tries to use the dogs on me, the gas gun should hold them. Okay, boss. Here goes. Who's out there? Is that you, Kruger? Who speaks? Who is that? There's nothing to worry about, Kruger. I just want to talk to you. Ah, the Green Hornet. What do you want here? First of all, some information. There was a woman here earlier today. A Mrs. Wilson? Yeah, she wished to buy a dog, but I had nothing she liked, and she left. Why do you ask? She left, hmm? Why are you so nervous, Kruger? Hiding something? No, no, but the way you come here disturbing my dogs... One of these dogs is awfully fond of diamonds. Isn't that right, Kruger? That turtle. She had no way of telling anyone. What's that? She did find something? It was one of your dogs, Kruger. What have you done with her? Where is she? No, no. No, stay back. You will not get me. Talk, Kruger, and fast. You are clever, Hornet. You have discovered my secret. But you will not put me in prison. Now I show you. Prince Rex. Stop, Kruger. Never see. Take him. Stop them, Kruger. I warn you. (laughs) They are good dogs. They will tear you apart. Sorry to disappoint you, Kruger. No, the dogs. But you will not get me. Boss, boss, are you all right? Yes, get Kruger. Stop him. Hold it, Kruger. Get back. Don't try to stop me. Look out. He's got a gun. That's okay. I got something for him. A little kung fu. Drop it, Kruger. Ah, my arm. That's better. Now try this one. Oh, Good work, Kato. Did you get Casey? Yes, she's okay. I'm right here. Am I glad to see you. What happened? Oh, just like you said, I found the German Shepherd, but Kruger caught me. He he put me in some kind of a lab with 
strange light, and, and he set a dog to keep guard on me. I couldn't move. I was terrified. And just now, when Cato broke into the lab, the dog went for him, but someone whistled outside, and, and the dog ran out. I heard all that barking here, and you... Are you all right? Yes. The gas put the dogs to sleep for a while. <laughs> and Cato put Kruger to sleep for a while. Right. Now, let's get into the house. I've got a few calls to make. <laughs> Well, boss, I call that a good night's work. Yes, we were lucky. Scanlon, can I see a copy of that confession again? Here you are. Once we checked on Kruger's background, it all fit into place. He was a brilliant animal behavior scientist in Germany before the war, wasn't he? Right. And when he came to this country, he couldn't get security clearance to continue his work. He was very bitter being reduced to running a kennel. Finally, he just started taking his revenge out on society. But he sure picked a clever method. That lab I was in, is that how he trained the dogs? Yes. We don't completely know how yet. With a system of light refraction, he was able to sensitize the dog to recognize real jewelry. And training it to retrieve was no trouble at all for Kruger. Well, Britt, thanks to the Green Hornet, Kruger is safely under observation in police hands. And the Sentinel got another exclusive. There's only one thing I'm unhappy about. What's that, Miss Case? I had to return that diamond bracelet you bought. <laughs> wow, what a crusader. If the Green Hornet were still on the radio today, he might very well sound like this. The Green Hairnet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public dandruff that tries to destroy our heritage. With his faithful manicurist Arnold, Brute Road, dashing Muncie, Indiana playboy hairstylist, matches his wit with the underworld, beating the brush for criminals and racketeers and rooting them out with a fine-tooth comb. The Green Hairnet strikes again! this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. I hope you've enjoyed the past half hour. This is Frank Brzee inviting you back again next time for more great moments from radio programs of the past. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio Service.